0: Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Faith Renewed. Um, I just want to go ahead and introduce myself uh, once again. I'm Ann Kellett. I lead the hospitality ministry here Um And if you're a first-time guest, I'm not the pastor. I just want you to know that, so I won't be up here next week. Y'all be looking for Pastor Terry next week. Um, Also, um, about five years ago, the Lord laid it on my heart, uh, gave me a vision for um, a group called Transformation. Um, I don't think there's a definition of this group, so I have a hard time explaining what this is. Um, But I do know that I wrestled for about a year and a half. In um, disobedience um, And when I finally surrendered um, He just blessed it That's all I can say um, Today you're going to see um, Something different than what you would normally see If you're here at Faith Renewed You would normally see Pastor Terry giving the word But today you're going to um, See uh, some ladies who have um, Been set free from some stuff In a recent Bible study That we just uh, got through doing In transformation Um the Bible study was called Name by God. Um, Named by God is a study of overcoming our past, transforming our present, and embracing our future. It is a very deep study where you clean out some very good stuff out of uh, what you've been putting behind walls. Um, at the beginning and as you're past the first couple of weeks, you realize that it truly is just a fountain of God's grace. Um, and good news, especially for anyone who may uh, be feeling like that uh, God doesn't have a place in his heart for them. Um, it truly helps you to identify yourself in Christ, and it renames you. And today you're going to see um, some new names of folks that feel like they have a new name in Christ. I'm going to hit some of the highlights of the study, and then we have a group of ladies that we'll be sharing, Okay. In order for us to transform into the image of God, which is everyone's purpose, we have to do a few things. We have to believe God. We don't, we have to believe the word of God. Um, For years, I believed in God, but I never went to his word to believe what was in the Bible, and there is a difference. Um, There's a difference between believing um, the word and believing in God. Um, I never identified myself with his word because I never opened the Bible for him to tell me what my worth was in him. We have to believe, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven that God does have a plan and a purpose for our lives and wants to give us a future and a hope. That he has a plan for you, not just your neighbor, not just your friend, not just the pastor of this church. Not just the leaders of this church, but you, truly, everyone. One of the first things we have to do to become who God has planned us and purposed us to be is to overcome our past. We have to let go. I know you've heard the statement, let go and let God. And that's a true statement. But you have to give it to God. You have to trust. That's the action. So there's action in that statement. If you don't trust, you, can, you won't let go, that he will take care of you. Whatever our problems may be, God has promised to meet our need and repay us for our past hurts. Facing truth is key to unlocking prison doors that may have held us in bondage. Anyone who needs emotional healing and restoration from past hurts must learn to face truth. We cannot be set free while still living in denial. If we are hurt, talk to God openly because he cares about anything that concerns you, even the smallest things. In order for us to move from our past, we have to to ask ourselves this big question, and it's a big question that everyone should sit down and ask themselves. Do we really want to get well? In John 5, 5 through 6, Jesus asked this poor man who had been sick for 38 years, do you want to become well? That's the Lord's question to all of us. We have to ask ourselves, do we truly want to get well, or if our problems or our problems have become our identity? One of the biggest tools the enemy used to try to make us feel bad is condemnation. According to the word of God, we who are in Christ Jesus are no longer condemned, no longer judged, or no longer wrong. We must not only receive forgiveness from him, but from ourselves also. We must stop beating ourselves up for something he has forgiven and forgotten. We, m- we have to learn that grace is not for sale. Romans 5, 1 through 4 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations tribulations knowing that tribulations produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. We'll now start the cardboard cardboard testimonies. It takes a lot of courage and boldness for these ladies to come out and share with you. And I just want you to give them a, a welcome. And I hope that you will get something. I'm sure, I don't hope, I know that you will get something from them today. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, God, for each lady's boldness. Thank you, God, for their courage in you, dear God. God, I thank you for the rain today. Lord, I know you're just going to rain down on this spirit, rain down your spirit upon this place, dear God. Rain down your spirit upon these ladies that are about to share, dear God. And God, I thank you for their boldness, their courage in you, dear God. Lord, I thank you, God, that each person here is going to open their hearts and minds to what you would have them here today dear god open their hearts and minds for renewal open your hearts and minds for new beginnings in their lives lord there's no coincidence that rain stands for renewal maturity and i just believe god that you're just going to rain down upon this service today in jesus name amen Mm -hmm. let's give these ladies a hand It took a lot of courage and boldness to do that. We have a few that wants to share. Um, They're going to share what God has laid on their heart from this study. So I'm going to turn the microphone over to these ladies, and they'll pass it to whomever's next.
1: My name is Rachel, and as you saw on my sign, I suffered from active alcohol and drug addiction for 20-plus years of my life. Um you know starting out Satan had a hold on me early in life because my parents were not in my life my mom nor my dad um I was raised by my grandparents mostly until I was about 9 um until my grandfather passed away and then basically I was kind of passed around to different family members uh from the age of 9 to 15 I suffered sexual abuse from a family member uh at age 15 I was court ordered uh emancipated declared my own guardian So basically I was free to choose to do as I please. So without any adult supervision in my life or no one to tell me what choices I needed to make or to to follow, I made a lot of bad choices at an early age. Um, I played sports all through school. I did receive basketball and softball scholarships to Newberry College. Uh, I went to college, especially for you guys and gals that are getting ready to go to college. Uh, that's when my drug addiction and alcohol really took off because that's what a lot of people were doing out there. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Um, So it's okay to be different. I'm telling you to be different. Don't follow that crowd. Because when I started my alcohol and drug addiction uh, use, I didn't plan on being a drug addict. It never starts off saying, hey, I want to be a drug addict. That's not how it starts. You know, it starts off, this is fun. I like the way this makes me feel or not feel. I didn't feel any of the things, the pain that hit it for years. Um, I did graduate college. I graduated with a teaching degree. So when I got out of college, I started teaching. I went back to my hometown, which was probably one of my first mistakes on top of past, you know, especially the drug use because everybody there knew my past. So I had eyes on me, and I made a lot of bad choices. My drug and alcohol use continued, got worse. Um, I went to jail twice within six months. I lost my teaching job. Um, I surrendered my teaching certificate. They didn't want me to ever teach again. Um, at this point, it just spiraled even more out of control. Um, I always worked. I was a functioning addict. Uh, I had a job. I had a car. Uh, you don't have to be one of these people out here on the street that don't have a place to live. That's not, that's not how it always works. Um, so I hit it very well. Because I was high all the time, so you didn't really know what I looked like if I wasn't high. Um, So basically, this lifestyle continued on for years and years, just gradually getting worse. And I thought I had it under control. I said, I can stop anytime I want to. But I would stop this drug and pick up this drug. So I was always using something, but I thought I was okay. I didn't have a husband. I didn't have kids. And my biggest uh, thing I always said, well, I'm not hurting anybody but myself. But that's a lie because if you got people in your life, your parents, brothers, siblings, anybody that's family or friends that care, they care about you, and it's hard to sit back. Even now, like now that I'm clean, and I and I know people that are in addiction, it's hard to watch. It's really hard to watch, and there's nothing you can do for them because when they're not going to get better until they're ready to get better. So years passed. At age 35, I woke up one day and. All that time was gone. I had nothing to show for it except for a lot of brokenness and a lot of destruction because you leave a trail of destruction. Um, I gave my life to the Lord uh, January 27th of 2013. Um, I was uh, a week before my 36th birthday, and I wanted it. I wanted the change. I wanted a different life, but I didn't know how to get it uh, because you're still out there in the world. Those flame friends are still around. Uh, I was going to church every time the doors were open. Most of the time, I was high when I went there. I'm just going to tell you. Um, so it's okay. I mean, I, I, people probably judge me. And that's fine. Because I knew I needed to be there. Because regardless, those, wor- those seeds are being planted. Those words are being spoken. And they're taking root for somebody else to come along and water later. And uh, so I was there. I would lock myself in my house for weeks at a time and get clean. I wouldn't let nobody come in. That was the only way I could get, I knew to do it. But see, I was trying to do it in my own strength. And the devil, he has a way of playing you. He'll send somebody to you. It would knock on my door. I didn't have to go to it. It came to me. You know, and I just didn't have the tools and the strength, and and I didn't have what I needed to be able to say no. So this went on back and forth for about two years. Um, I had a church family back home. I'm not from this area. Um... I had a church family that just, I wore them out. I'm going to tell you, they, they, they fought that fight with me. They just didn't know what else to do to help me. Um, I, I had lost everything. It wasn't to my last year of addiction that I pretty much lost everything, couldn't hold a job down. Um, this is when I realized I, something's got to give. I have a problem. It took me 20 years to realize that I needed to change, and I needed to do something different. And you know what you have to change? You have to change everything. You have to completely relearn your whole life and start over. And it's scary. It was the scariest thing I've ever done. Um, but when I hit my bottom, God was right there waiting on me. And like I told him in the first service, you know, not only was he there waiting on me, he sent two people to get me from Traveler's Rest. I was at a women's church conference in Columbia. And he said, I don't know if everybody in here is familiar with Heart of Hannah Outreach and Nervous Heart. But she was at that same conference. And at the altar call, I went up to be prayed for at the end of that service. And out of every person in there, the person that came to me was Nervous heart. She didn't even know, have a clue who I was. But at the end of that service, she said, won't you come back? She offered me, I said, I need your program. And She said, well, won't you come back with me today? And I didn't hesitate because I knew that was a door that God had opened up for me to change my life. And I stepped into it. You got to step into it. You got to be willing to change. So I stepped into it. I didn't even know where Heart of Hannah was. I had no idea where I was going. She followed me back to the hotel that I was staying in. I put my clothes in the car and I never looked back. So I spent a year there. I spent a year in this rehab program dealing with all the things that we don't want to have to deal with all those hurts, getting it all out. You don't trust people so you know you don't trust God. so and not having a father in my life, I didn't my, my idea of what a father was was not good. So when you say the father's love, I had no idea what the Father's love was. So, you know, you got to start at the very beginning. And that's what I did. And I graduated Heart of Hannah on September of 2015. October 11th of this year, I will have three years clean and sober. You know, and before bad things happened, I ran and got high. But when bad things happen now, and they are going to happen, life happens. So I run to God. So God comes first, and then my recovery, and then my family and my friends. Because without God, my recovery is not possible. And without my recovery, I'm no good to my family or my friends. So like my shirt says, I'm the drug addict that Christ died to save, but I'm not the only drug addict that, that Christ died to save. He died to save anybody suffering from any addiction. Thank you.
2: I'm Michelle when I began the name by God study I thought that I would be focusing on me living for years with depression from loss and grief that I had experienced with the death of my first husband Shane who was killed in a car accident he was had been my high school sweetheart and he was killed when we were 27 years old I spent 20 years not being able to forgive the men who caused his accident Over the course of those 20 years, I would experience more loss with the death of both my grandmothers, my nephew Reed, and my mom. I hid behind my depression, that actually looking back now, was long before his death. On the outside, I appeared fine. I would always say I'm okay. But on the inside, not so much. Through this Bible study, I realized where a huge portion of my depression was coming from. When I was 18, Shane and I had briefly broken up and I was dating someone else who went to a neighboring school. Our two schools went together on our senior trip to get to a cruise. I was 18 and thought I knew it all. I made the decision to drink way too much. And on one of those occasions, I was sexually assaulted by my boyfriend's friend. I was embarrassed, and I didn't tell anyone, only my boyfriend who went on to break up with me. When we got back, Shane was there at the bus waiting for us to come in. I told him he knew immediately something was wrong, and I told him he had always been there to support me, and I told him, but made him promise not to tell anyone, especially my parents. We ended up getting back together, and I would go on to bury that assault in a dark corner of my mind. I went on for years only telling my oldest daughter, Jordan, Joe, and my mom, just a couple of years before she died. I know now and believe that it was not my fault. Me saying no should have meant no. His actions don't define me. Instead, they define him and his character. My chains of embarrassment and blaming myself are gone. It's no longer my burden to carry. Thanks.
3: Good morning. Um, I'm Rhonda and I just wanted to share some things with you guys this morning. Um, I took this Bible study the first time. Um, I was, I was named by God. I was transformed. I had a lot of unworthiness in my past. It, it just grabbed a hold of me. So I'm transformed from that. This time, um, I have a lot of hurt. From my family, my family, some of my family has hurt me and I've had a few friends that's hurt me. And through this study, this time, God gave me, renamed me three names. I'm redeemed. I'm his child and I'm at peace. And I just wanted to um, share a Bible verse, too, that I read every morning before I go to work and every night before I go to bed. It is Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Fear thou not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. I will uphold thee, yea, with the right hand of my righteousness. This is for everyone. I want to focus on these young people for a second. Don't ever let anyone make you feel like you're unworthy. You are a child of God just keep God in your lives. Keep in that word every day. As long as you as long as you look up to him and stay in that word and don't take your eyes off of him. Thank y'all.
4: Hi. My name's Sarah and I've been attending this church for a little over a year now. And within that year, my family has suffered a pretty tremendous tragedy. So I just want to write or read something that I have written about this event. Todd Kohlhepp is a suspected serial killer that was arrested on November 3rd, 2016. Our family was informed on November 9th that two of the bodies recovered on his property. Were my brother and sister-in-law Johnny and Megan Coxey. God laid it on my heart that I needed to write this man a letter. This was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. I tried to set my emotions to the side, but I couldn't do that. I had to accept them and embrace them. I had to break free from the lies that held me captive. And that it's okay to be angry, and it's okay to be hurt. This is how we are designed to feel. Even with all the emotions, the pain, the hurt, the anger, the sorrow, the overwhelming grief, I still have a choice. I can choose to let my emotions define me, or I can choose to do what is right and holy in the eyes of our Father. Today, I have chosen to step out of my flesh and allow God to work. This is what God gave me the strength to do. Dear Todd, my name is Sarah. Johnny Cox, was my older brother, and Megan was one of my dearest friends. I loved them both very much. I'm writing to you not to say how angry I am or that I hate you. I'm writing to say that I forgive you. I can't imagine what kind of life you had to endure to become the man you are. My heart breaks for you, not because of the life you have, but because I know the fate that awaits you in the final days of judgment before God. No judicial system can compare to an eternal damnation that awaits in hell. But there is still hope. Did you know that Jesus died for you? God sent his only son to be a sacrifice for all of our sins. Did you know that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died and rose again for your sins, that you can still be saved? I hope that you take these words to heart because no one is promised tomorrow. He is our only hope. God's mercy and grace is available for everyone, regardless of the things we've done. It's not too late to turn to God for forgiveness and salvation. I pray that God shows you his true, unwavering love, that he's able to touch your heart and wrap his arms around you in the trivial days ahead. You are not alone. All you have to do is let him in. The Bible says in 2 Peter three nine. That it isn't God's will that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. And in Romans twelve twenty one, it says that we are not to be overcome by evil, but to overcome evil by doing good. It is our duty as Christians to show the love of Christ to all. We may never understand why God calls us to do certain things, but that's where faith comes in. I will hold on to my faith with everything I have, and I will choose to follow Christ.
5: good afternoon everybody for those who don't know me my name is Joanne Lyons standing here before you guys today again first this morning now now it's just listen to everybody else's testimonies it's just really blessed me over the years when I look back over my life and now I look to my current life, I see where God has brought me to. Studying the name by God, it wasn't no joke. It was real. And when I first opened that book and I read the introduction, it was like, I can't do this because God, I failed you already. So, it's no cleaning me up. Forgiveness. I didn't want to forgive anybody. I had a lot of anger in me. I chose who I had want to love. People who had hurt me. I didn't want them in my life anymore. But, I was supposed to be a Christian. So now I'm like, "Okay, God, I hear you. I understand you. A lot of times we like to take things and we like to push it up under the rug, but God sees you. He sees us. He sees everything, everything we say, everything we do when we it's in here, He already know, okay, so." What I'm trying to say to you all, give it all to God. Read his words. Study his words. Stay in his word daily. Because if we don't, that's when Satan, he comes around and he attacks us. And the closer you get to God, the more he attacks. And to the college students, I had children that went to college. Okay. He's ready for you guys. So y'all got to be ready for him. Okay, when y'all get up in the morning, open up your Bible. Say, a, go to a verse that God will just pray next God to take you to. And he will work with you every single day. I don't care how you, just because you're young, that doesn't mean that the devil won't attack you. Oh, yeah. Okay he will, okay he has attacked my my precious granddaughter in Atlanta, and y'all know the people that be in Bible study y'all know what has been going on with Destiny Corbin, okay, but I say to you now that she has been healed, she has been delivered, and she's on a new road now, and a lot of times. We don't talk to our close family. Y'all are my family also. And I'm just so happy within myself now because after studying named by God, I see all the baggage I had. I see all the flaws I had. So now I can truly say that I am a true follower. And I am a true Christian For Jesus Christ. Y'all pray my strength in the Lord.
0: Amen. Let's give all of our ladies another round of applause, please. Because it took a lot of courage to do that. We also had one lady who has been sick all week. And she wasn't able to make it this morning to participate in the cardboard testimonies. She emailed this to me last night. It's Kristen. Um. Kristen Danielson, yes. Um, So I'm going to read this out. Um, Unfortunately, I cannot be here this morning with these brave and wonderful ladies, but I have been very sick this week. If I were able to be there, my first board would read, broken by molestation, divorced parents, anxiety, depression, my marriage ending, and a very serious suicide attempt last summer. I wore my mask for a very long time and only had the strength to remove it and forgive through my faith in God. My second board would read, Righteous Woman of God. Upon removing my mask and feeling the raw feelings of my past, I can say that I am truly a righteous woman of God. It has been a long road to this point in my life, but this is a name I wear with happiness and joy that can be seen, and the smile on my face. And anyone who knows her knows that this is true. Thanks to my faith-renewed family, I'm truly blessed to have you all in my life. These ladies that stand before you are a true testament and that God is good, God is love, and God is with us every minute of every day. So thank you all for sharing. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself Um I didn't do this in the first service, but I felt led to. And Pastor Terry got me, <laughs> said, You need to share a little bit about yourself. But, um, and it's funny, it's funny that he came up to me and said that because the Lord convicted me of not doing it, um, when I got finished, um, with the last service. So I know that was confirmation from him that I needed to. Um all of my adult life or all of my life was spent um not believing um God. I think I told you that in the beginning. Um had a rough childhood. Um uh, 10 years ago, um I um came to Christ through um I had to have brain surgery and um oh, I received Christ in a church, in my sister-in-law's church, actually. And they didn't do an altar call. Um, so I sat there. So that's why altar call is very important to me. Uh, I want to share that with you. Uh, I know Pastor Terry's been posting things on Facebook about churches not having altar call. Um, although this was a ladies' event uh, 10 years ago, um, I needed to have an altar call. Um, and there wasn't one. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm grateful for this church because, uh, I don't think it'll ever be, well, I know that it won't ever be cut out. Um, I didn't actually start walking with God until seven years ago. Um, my husband and I were walking through Walmart, angels mission uh, field. Um, so. I want to show you the importance. I want to tell you the importance of a simple invite to church. Okay? Seven years ago was a hard time in my life um, for other reasons. Angel um, was walking through Walmart, and she saw my husband and I, and she um, was telling us about opening this church in Malden. And um, a simple why don't you guys come? That's all it took. Why don't you guys come? Uh, she had no idea. I knew Angel from a past life, not really a past life, but um, I've been knowing Angel for a long time. But we were, you know, we were a part at that time. You know how you um, go all your life and don't see somebody, and then all of a sudden, bam, God put somebody in your life? Well, that was Angel for me seven years ago. Uh, and so we walked to the doors of Faith Renewed, and we haven't looked back, which, let me tell you, there were times when <laughs> we wanted to look back, um, and my husband and I both sit here, and we said we'd never serve in church. We walked out the doors of this church for about a year, and we talked about it on the way home. We talked about the fact that we would never serve in this church, or a church. Well, look what happens. Don't ever say never, guys. I promise you, if you do. Um he'll get you he'll take you from it um but now um you know I pretended for years and hid behind walls just like these ladies did but we have to stop pretending that everything is fine we human beings pretend for benefits of others not wanting them to know about our misery but also pretend for ourselves so that we don't have to deal with difficult issues perhaps this describes you today It did for me for many years. I hid behind bunches of walls for many years. You may feel like your worth is based on the approval of others or your appearance or your accomplishments, but I encourage you to strip away that superficial exterior and face the truth and stop pretending. Ephesians 2.10 in the Amplified Bible says this, For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined in us, planned beforehand. If you would have asked me 10 years ago if I would ever be up here on a Sunday morning doing what I'm doing right now, I would have said, absolutely not. I would have said, absolutely not. So I know that was God's plan. Um, that we should walk in him, live in the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. When we truly open our hearts and let God work in our lives, we can stop pretending to be something that we're not. We can be happy and free and join the person that God has made each of us to be. Each of us has destiny and there is no excuse not to fulfill it. We can't use weakness because God says that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. We can't use the past as an excuse because God tells us through the Apostle Paul that if any person is in Christ, that he is a new creation, that he has become new. There must come a time when we stop living in the past and asking ourselves why. Instead, we need to let God come in and turn our scars into stars. God yearns for us to become all that He has planned for us to be. And, young people, I want to say one thing. Uh, You never go through life expecting to build all these walls. I started building those walls at 10 years old. I just want to say one thing take it to God. Any problem that you have, take it to God first. Don't go to a friend first. A friend, after you take it to God, then you can take it to a trusted confidant. But God is who you should take it to first. If the worship team would come up, I encourage you today, if you have a burden that you are carrying, or you haven't given over to God to do that right now, right now I encourage you to allow God to come in and heal and restore you because that's His job. If you are running to a human being for restoration, you're never going to receive it. If you've ever rec- if you've never recognized Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We're going to have people up here to pray with you. We're going to have people up here to pray with you for whatever reason you may have. I encourage you to come. Therefore, there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Thank you for allowing us to share this today. And there will be people up here to pray with you if you guys would like to come. Thank you. (laughs)